Amen. We're going to open up our Bibles to the book of Jeremiah in chapter one. Amen. Amen. Say amen if you got it. Amen. Jeremiah chapter one and verse five. The Bible says, before I formed you in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, uh, God, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their eyes, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. And with the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I'd like to preach on this thought, formed for this moment. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your many blessings today, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint this word, oh God. Lord, I thank you for that overwhelming presence, God, that we feel in this place currently today. Lord, I pray that that presence would tarry, Lord God, for the remainder of the service. Lord, I pray that you would anoint my lips today, God, that your word would come forth with anointing and clarity today, Lord. I pray that our hearts would be open to receive this word, Lord. You have been faithful and you have been good. We worship and we magnify your grace name, Lord God, in Jesus' precious name. Everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Amen. Genesis 1 and 1 tells us that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form or void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Yes. The very beginning of verses of Scripture opens up with the craftsmanship of our Creator. In the beginning, God created. Over the course of seven days, God would begin to shape, form, and design all of the earth and everything in it. On the first day, he would speak into existence, let there be light. And God, seeing that light was good, would separate the light from the darkness. On the second day, he would create firmament in the midst of the waters. He would divide the waters which were under it from the waters which were above the firmament. And he called firmament heaven. The third day he would create the earth. Sea and vegetation, dry land would begin to be created and God would call it earth. And the gathering of waters he would call seas. In his craftsmanship he would bring forth grass that produced herbs and vegetation and trees that would yield fruit. On the fourth day, the sun and the moon would be created. A greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. 
At this time, stars would begin to form in the sky. The fifth day, the seas would begin to overflow with life. The skies would show a multitude of birds and winged animals. He would command them to be fruitful and multiply the earth. On day six, God would create the animals of the earth. Cattle would begin to form and beasts would begin to dwell on this earth. And then God would create man. Amen. And man would be created in the image of God. Man would have dominion over every living thing on the earth. He would be commanded to be fruitful and multiply. Amen. Amen. And the, he would be fruitful and multiply. And on the seventh day, God created, God rested on the seventh day. Creation had been completed and God would rest. I enjoy spending time outside and looking at the handiwork of our creator. From the beautiful trees to the mountains that have sat from generation to generation. From the miles of waters that reach the sand of the shores. I am astonished by the power and ability that Jesus has in simply speaking. And I have watched literal nothing become something just from the voice of our Father. Today, if you feel like you have nothing else to give, maybe you're drowned out in fear you have nothing else to give to God. I've come with good news for you on this Sunday morning. We serve a God who is really good at taking nothing and forming it into something. Your nothingness can be used for the glory of Almighty God. Hallelujah. We serve a God who takes nothing and creates something. He'll take your nothingness and create something beautiful from it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Genesis 2, it goes a little more in depth on how man was created. It tells us that we were formed from the dust of the ground. And God breathed into the nostrils of man the breath of life and man became a living soul. Amen. God would take man and place him into the garden of Eden. But man, but man as they dwelt there, God quickly realized that man was not meant to live alone. Live alone. And God would take that man and put him into a deep sleep. And out of the rib of that man, God would create woman. And Adam and Eve would dwell under the blessings of the Lord in the garden of Eden. But Eden would be deceived by the serpent and would consume the, 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 the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that very decision Eve made in that moment would allow sin to enter into the hearts of all of mankind. We were doomed from that very moment in history. God's perfect creation of man would now be marred by sin. Now mankind would wrestle with sin all of their life. Every generation after them would be born into this 
creation, God's perfect creation, the man he formed in his own image, now in a battle the rest of their life with sin. All of humanity now faces the damage of sin in our lives. We find ourselves imperfect and damaged by the life we have lived. We find ourselves broken and in despair from the mistakes we have made in our life. When God created us, he saw that it was good, but now mankind is far from good. But this morning I've come to encourage somebody today that in Jeremiah chapter 18, the Bible says to go unto the potter's house. And as they went down to the potter's house, the potter had been working on the wheel. The vessel that he had been working on was marred in the potter's hand. So he made another vessel from that from that marred individual. Then the Lord said, Oh, house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. I need to remind somebody in this building today that your past mistakes does not define the future that God has intended for your life. You can be marred, you can be full of mistakes, and the beauty of God can wrap you up and form you for what he's always intended you to be. The God who created all things in a matter of days wants to take every broken thing that you've ever experienced and make something beautiful from that brokenness. If you're battling something today, step into the potter's house for he wants to touch you. Hallelujah. We were bound back then when they made the mistake, but we serve a mighty God who can reform, reshape, and remold us in our despair. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a God who is constantly working on his people. And this morning, I'm thankful for a God who worked on me. Amen. I'm thankful for a God who worked on me. Amen. In 1 Samuel, God commands Samuel to fill a horn of oil and head to Jesse for he was going to anoint one of his sons to be the king over Israel. And as all, and Jesse had brought seven of his eight boys to stand before Samuel, he was missing one. And as all seven of those boys stood in front of Samuel, the first one would come and he'd look at him. He fit the description, Brother Sizemore. He had the status, he had the stature. He seemed to fit the description of what the next king would be. But Samuel heard a voice in his ear that said, he will not be the king. And one by one, all seven of his sons would step before Samuel. 
and thinking that, well, maybe it's me. I'm going to be the king. I'm going to be, I'm going to rule over Israel. I'm going to be the king in this hour. And but one by one, we watched as Samuel would reject every one of his first seven sons. And the Bible says Samuel went to Jesse and said, hey, Jesse, I know that one of your sons are going to be king. Where, where, are you missing one? Yeah, 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 preacher. I, I just, man, I, I have this one son. He, he's the youngest of the group, and I, I just... I just let him tend to my sheep. No way he can be king. He, he doesn't fit the status of my other boys. My, my other sons and my, my other boys were, were made for this moment in time. And I just kept the youngest down to, with the tend to my sheep. He, he doesn't have to be in this. He will, there's no way he can be the king over Israel. And Samuel would command Jesse to grab that boy David and bring him unto him. And when David looked at, and, and when Samuel looked at David, he realized quickly that, wait, 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 he will be the king. And he took that horn of oil, brother Aaron, and he dumped it over the body of Sam, of David, and he anointed him to be king in that moment in time. That shepherd boy became the king. That old saying rings true in my ear this morning that God does not call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have it all put together. You don't have to be the man and the myth and the legend, but God still wants to work on you. And if you will just serve him, he can use you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you know what David did after he anointed him to be king? You know what he did? He didn't walk up to the pulpit and said, let me preach. He didn't walk in the pastor's office and say, it's my time to shine. You know what he did? <laughs> he walked right back to the sheep that he has always labored with. And when God has an anointing on your life, it is not your moment to shine. It is your moment to go right back into what God has been anointing you to do. Hallelujah. He was a shepherd boy that was called to be a king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. An evil spirit would trouble King Saul at the moment as he desired to seek a man who was cutting player on the harp. David, the shepherd boy anointed to be a king, well, he was gifted at the harp. He had spent time practicing that instrument. And it got, it got around to Saul and he would, he, would, he would reach out to pull David in. And the Bible says David stood before Saul and began to play that harp. And the Bible says Saul was refreshed and the spirit departed from him. Glory to God, glory to God. And the next thing you know, as time progressed, the Bible tells us the Philistine army stood on one mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other and in between them sat a great valley. 
Out of the Philistine army came a man who was a giant and his name was Goliath and he would stand before Israel and challenge them to a battle. You see, Goliath was a man of great strength. He was born to be a warrior. He was a giant. And fear would begin to grip the hearts of Israel as they quickly realized that, that they would have to step out and fight this giant in battle and they say that if if philistine wins then israel will serve as slaves to them the rest of their life and vice versa david was still attending to his father's sheep like the lord had called him to do but he overheard the 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 the, the, the troubling message that israel was facing And something came upon David where he walked up to Saul and said, Saul, I will fight this giant. He was willing to step before this man who was three times the size of him and much stronger and a warrior in battle, far greater than David ever was. Still fear would reap and, and sow into the, into the Israel people. So much so that Saul would question David's willingness to stand before the Goliath. For the Bible says he was just a youth. And David answered Saul by saying, The Lord that delivered me from the paw of a lion and the Lord that delivered me from the paw of a bear, he will deliver me out of the hands of this uncircumcised Philistine. And God would prepare David for battle. The Bible says Saul would equip him with everything he thought was needed for that battle. He would give him a helmet of brass and he would give him a coat of mail and he would hand, he would gird him with a sword. But the Bible says in Samuel chapter 17 and verse 39 that David rejected the attire because he had not proved them. David was unfamiliar with the sword and the weapons that Saul had given him. And David would make his way down to the brook and grab five smooth stones from it. He would reach down into that shepherd bag that he had possessed and and he would pull out that slingshot that he had been proved with. Glory to God. And David would step out in front of that giant. And guess what? That giant wasn't scared of David. Matter of fact, he mocked him. He was offended. Who are you to set this boy in front of me? Who are you to set this child in front of me? Who are you to set this little, little person in front of me? Do you know who I am? I was made for war. And you're going to sit this boy in front of me to fight me? (laughs) And David would pull that slingshot out of that shepherd bag. And he would grab that smooth stone and he would pull it all the way back as far as he could. 
He probably was saying, man, I hope I hit him. Because if I don't, I'm in trouble. I'm going to wish I had that sword. But David pulled that back. I'm sure he closed his eyes. He was probably nervous of what the next moment was. And he let that shot go and that stone the Bible says would would fall into the head of Goliath and he would be victorious in battle God had now anointed David he had now formed David to stand and fight for Israel and he would be victorious Hallelujah, hallelujah. God had formed David to stand before the toe-to-toe with Goliath. I'm sure David, quickly after he defeated him, came to realize that the lion that stood before him was no coincidence. That the bear that stood before him was no accident. God had been preparing him and forming him for a moment in time when he would stand before a giant. David was just a shepherd boy tending to his father's sheep. Little did he ever realize that those moments as a shepherd boy would prepare him to stand before Samuel and watch as the oil would be poured over his life and he would be anointed to be a king. But God had been forming David for that moment in time. Little did David ever realize that the love of playing the harp was no accident to God. The years he spent practicing and developing his skills was preparing him for a moment that he would stand in front of a king and play the spirit out of him. He never realized that God was forming him for the future moments that was to come in time. Little did David ever realize that when he stood eye to eye with a hungry lion and a bear, that that very thing was forming him for a moment in time where he would stand before a giant in battle. David never realized that the years he spent with the slingshot in his hand was forming him for a moment in time where he would stand and save all of Israel from slavery to the Philistine army. Hallelujah. David probably never realized that the moments that took place in his life was forming him for a moment in time where his faith would be tested. Glory to God. Glory to God. Little did you realize that in that, se- in that season of fasting you did, God was preparing you for a moment that is to come. Little did you realize that when God woke you up in the wee hours of the morning and laid that individual's head and thigh name on your life, it was not by accident. He was forming you for a moment in time. Aaron, little did you realize that in that season where you watched your dad become the man of God that he was, little did you realize that it would prepare you for a moment in time when you would stand before the Tree of Life Church and shout, don't you squander your legacy. 
God has been forming us from moments in our life to be prepared for battle. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Little did we realize that before the enemy ever stepped into the peripheral of our scope, that God has been forming us for that very moment in time. The battle that you've been going through is not by accident. It's not no shock to God. He has been forming you for that moment in time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We do not serve a God who sits on the sideline of our battles. I'm going to say that again so you hear me. We do not serve a God who sits on the sidelines of our battles. We do not serve a God who sits on the outskirts of our trial. We serve a God who'll step into every fiery furnace. We serve a God who'll step into every battle and he will help you overcome it. That's the God we serve. He is not sitting on the outskirts of your trial, but he's in the furnace with you. We serve a God who fights our battles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a God who is willing to step down into your dirt and into your filth to fight for his people. We serve a God who is willing to manifest himself in the flesh and fight the same principalities and powers that we face. And he overcame the fight that we never could. We serve a God who fights our battles. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm thankful today for a God who steps into the valley with me and helps me overcome every trial or every fiery dart the enemy shoots at me. He fights the battles of his people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before the breath of life was ever formed in your lungs, God knew you. He knew your name. He knew your personality. He knew how you would look. He knew you far before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. So you're telling me that God could have formed me generations ago. He could have formed me at any time in history. But God saw it fit to form you right now in this hour. And in the, and in the despair of what 2023 has for the church, God saw it fit to put you here right now. And we will not live in fear of what the world is gripping us with. We were formed for this moment in time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I understand this morning that the world is fighting against the righteousness of God. This world can, seems, to, seems to be completely falling apart. Society is openly walking through the gates of hell unashamed. 
You hear me today? God decided to form you for this hour. You were formed for this moment in time. In my eyes, we are part of the greatest harvest the church has ever seen. And he saw it fit to put you right here in these last days. God chose you to be here. And Brother Cobus, we won't live in fear. We will live in faith because God formed us for this moment in time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden image and commanded everyone that hears the music playing to bow down to that image. He made this big statue and says, when you hear the sound of that music, I want you to bow. But there were three Hebrew boys, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, who was not formed to bow. And as the music began to play, they refused to bow down before that golden image and that king. King Nebuchadnezzar was raised in that moment and he turned the furnace up seven times hotter and threw the boys into that furnace. It was so hot that the men that stood on the outskirts of that furnace burned and died. That's how hot it was. But as King Nebuchadnezzar watched us, what he thought was three boys burning in the fire, he came to quickly realize that they were not consumed by the fire. And there was a fourth man in the fire. You hear me again what I'm telling you today. God will step into that fiery furnace with you. These three boys were formed for this moment in time. And all around those boys stood all these Hebrew boys. And they watched as every single one of them would bow around them. They took a step of faith and said, I will not bow. Brother Tyler, I wonder if Shadrach had a youth pastor who a few months, months ago said, I will not, you will not bow down before any other God but ours. He must have had a youth pastor who preached in his ear and said, you will serve no other gods before our God. But in that moment of despair, they saw that everyone around them would bow down to this image. And when I read this passage of scripture, it reminds me of some of the things we're dealing with today, Brother Sizemore. We have a society who's saying, you're going to bow down to whatever we believe, and if you don't, you'll be hated and persecuted for it. My God. Glory to God. You see, the 2020s has not been easy on the church. It started off with the whole world shutting down and closing the doors of our churches. That's how 2020 started. We have watched as abortion has skyrocketed through all-time highs. We have watched as wars and rumors of wars have taken place all across our nation. 
We have watched as homosexuality has swept through every screen, every book, and every magazine we open. We have watched as the spirit of transgenderism has swept through our children's schools on a daily basis. But I want to let the Tree of Life Church know right now, in this moment, we will not bow. I want you to hear the passion in my voice. We will not bow. You can throw whatever you want at us, devil. We will not bow. We were formed for this moment in time. Glory to God. Glory to God. And it's not over. You hear me, church. It is not over. They are still sending principalities and powers all across our nation. We are still going to see the devil fighting everything that we stand true to. He's going to continue to fight for that. But you hear me right now. We will not bow. We were formed for this hour. Brother Cobus, the more the enemy throws at me, the more I want to go teach a Bible study. The more I want to go win a soul. The more I don't want to miss another Sunday. Why? We were formed for this moment. Glory to God. Sister Washington, for as long as I've had the privilege of knowing you, you have fought for the life of the unborn. And this week, we watched as an issue was passed to legalize abortion in our state. Sister Washington, if you're here, you were formed for this moment. Life forward was formed for this hour and we will not live in fear of what tomorrow holds. We will live in faith. Brother Jamie, you recently opened up a home to be a lighthouse to people who are in need of salvation. You were formed for this moment in time. The old cupboard was formed for this moment in time. Brother, the Lord family, the greenhouse was formed for this moment in time. And God is not going to let it sit on the sideline. It is going to be used for this end time harvest. We were formed for this moment. You can stand at this time. Musicians, if you can quickly come. We will not waver in our faith. 
we will not waver in our doctrine we will not waver in oneness we will not waver in salvation we will not bow to the idols of this world God formed the tree of life church for this hour and we will be a city set on a hill that cannot be hid hallelujah hallelujah we were formed for this moment in time the battle you're going through the fiery trial you're going through have confidence today that you were formed for this moment when we built this building before this building was built this beautiful building we're thankful for today before this building was ever built as the process of we were building we fought some very difficult challenges challenges we never expected we never really thought that they would ever come but our neighbors rose, rose up against this building and it, and it wasn't that they were just being cruel they were, they were just scared of what was to come they had heard the construction of this building and the construction of the school and, and they knew it was just a, just a one way, just a two lane road, but they were just fearful of all that could have entailed. I remember one time in one of the board meetings, I watched as this, this man again, he was so scared of what was to come. He, he stood behind the podium and he took some very verbal shots at our pastor. It was unnecessary. It was lies were being spread. It just wasn't, it wasn't right. And yeah, I watched as my pastor stood there and did not make a face towards him because he was formed to a moment to love them and hate their sin. And that is what we're going to do as the Tree of Life Church. We are formed for this moment in time, Brother Aaron. When the prodigals come home, we were formed for this moment. To love them through their trial. But after that occurred, something stirred up in my wife. She was so upset that they would, they would, they would say that about her father. She was so upset that she met me in the car afterwards and said, I'm so angry that if I ever see him again, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. You laugh because you know Anna. And you know that Anna couldn't hurt a fly. And she's a very gentle person. But she's something that stirred up in her spirit. On the way home, she practiced what she would say if she ever saw him again. Bless her heart. That next morning, Anna woke up. And what she was meant for frustration, what she was angry about, all of a sudden turned from anger to compassion. All of a sudden, when she meant to throw stones at him, all of a sudden, she felt this desire to begin to pray for him. And in her bedroom that morning, she began to pray for him. Lord, I pray the hand of blessing upon his life. Lord, I pray that salvation would come to him. Lord, I pray that you would give increase to his finances. Lord, I pray you would bless his children. She meant to, to, to throw a punch 
God had formed her to say, no, Anna, that is not who you are. That is not how I formed you. A few couple days or a couple weeks have passed and remember, if Anna ever saw them again, she's going to tear him to pieces. She walked into CVS or Walgreens, one or the other. <laughs> walked down the card aisle to get somebody a gift. She looked up. <laughs> sure enough, there he was. Anna was, she was shook. She said, my God in heaven, I was just talking trash and now here I am standing before him. And she walked up. I'm sure the thought of frustration and anger still was creeping in the back of her head. But when she walked up to that man, she said, sir, yes. She said, God bless you. I am the daughter of Pastor Joel Urshan at the Tree of Life Church, and I just wanted to come and greet you and tell you that I'm praying for you. That I've been praying for your family. I'm praying the Lord will give you increase in this season of your life. What she meant for frustration, God turned it to compassion. Why? Because she was formed for that moment in time. Do you know that gentleman never came back to another meeting from that point? He never showed back up. He realized, man, whatever the church is doing right now, it's got to be good because they are forming a church that will be a city set on a hill that cannot be hit. I watched as one man came up and said, he said, I don't even know what the church does for our community. They had no benefit. He said it on the wrong time. Because at that time, the whole church was there. And I watched. Some of you walked up behind that podium and began to testify of what the Lord has done for you. You were formed for that moment in time. We were formed for this hour at hand. I'm done preaching. I'm going to open up these altars right now. If you've been battling some things in your life, if you've been going through some trials and some seasons today, I want to invite you to come right now. The Lord has been forming you for this moment in time. Come on, if fear has gripped you in this season of your life and, and you're fearful of what tomorrow holds, I want to invite you to come. The Lord wants to touch you right now in this time. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we were formed for this moment in time. Lord, we were formed for this hour. Lord, we will see the salvation of our loved ones. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, I want you to come right now. And we want to we want to we want to let you go down in the name of Jesus. If that, 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 that voice you hear in the back of your head to say, wait another Sunday, that's the enemy asking you to bow. Come and wash your sins, get washed away.
Lord, you have formed us for this moment in time. 